Hello, welcome to Dr. Scoff and the Prof. Yeah, hi. What's wrong? Just um, Christmas. We're doing this special Christmas edition and I, is. I don't like Christmas. You don't? Well, introduce yourself at least. My name's Bryce Evans, Associate Professor in History. Liverpool Hope University, and I, I don't like Christmas. Uh, my name is Dr. Clay Granston, lecturer in marketing at Liverpool Hope University. I do like Christmas, and yes, this is an episode about Christmas. But before we go into our uh, furore about Christmas, we need to do the section that is the best part of the show, I think. This is um, also a section I don't like. I, I think but then I don't like the name of the podcast either. Okay, so, so that you just don't like everything at the moment. Well, it's just... Okay, go on. Hit hit me. Okay, okay. The Chronicles of Narnia. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. The Voyage of the Dawn Breader. I don't understand that one. The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. It was one of the Chronicles of Narnia, but... No, okay, no, fine, no, no. fine, that's fine. I got a brilliant suggestion from Swaz, and that was Christmas pudding. Christmas pudding? Yeah. Oh, we, we, for today, yeah, we could go with that name. It's quite good, isn't it? So this, this could be Christmas pudding. Christmas pudding. I got another one from X-Ray Cat, and that was, I've got to try and say it, Rudolphinoir potatoes. As and in, again, very festive theme. Very festive yeah. theme, and I'll finish you off with yeah, go on. peas on earth. He's on earth. Goodwill to men. Exactly. Well, that's another thing I don't like about Christmas is puns. Why? Christmas. Well, you just heard it. Very good. Well, exhibit A, <laughs> a B, and C right there. <laughs> but we could go with Christmas pudding, I suppose. Christmas I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'll be honest. I'm a little bit of a Scrooge. Why? When it comes to Christmas. I've met Santa, you know. I've met the real Santa. I believe so, yeah. I went to the Arctic Circle and met him. Did you? Yeah. Actually, the real centre. The the sort of... Um, the real centre, the real... Yeah. The official centre of, of the world, yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant. Very good. Yeah. Very good. So, right, well, should, should we get on with what we're going to talk about, which yeah, is uh, Christmas food and drink? Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to start with food in the news. Go on. I've had been having a look at some... There's always this time of year that the supermarkets start bringing out some weird... And wonderful goods for us to buy. Those supermarkets. (laughs) So I've got some brilliant ones. Iceland are doing Marmite Sprouts this year. That's just silly. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Two different types of tea I've I've found for this year. One Brussels sprout flavoured tea. Yeah. And the other pigs in blankets tea. This is ridiculous. Um, These are real things. I tried to get you to go and buy some Christmas tree flavour crisps. I'm not going to do that. I well, don't want bark flavoured well, crisps. I'm not joking. I couldn't believe when I saw this Christmas tree oh, well, flavoured crisps. It's gimmicks. It's, it's Christmas all over, isn't it? It's gimmicky, over-commercial. It is. It is. And the last one I saw, which I actually thought was brilliant, was Aldi selling Methuselahs of Prosecco. Do you know what a Methuselah is? I can't remember. If I've oh, that very well-known weight and measure. Yeah, yeah they're very well-known. Champagne and, and Prosecco and actually most wines come in these, diff, these different sizes and they're actually named after old biblical kings. Uh, so you have Magnum, which is a, sort of a double bottle and a double Magnum, which is the equivalent of four bottles. Then you go Jeroboam, which is around six bottles, four and a half litres. And it goes up to Methuselah, which is six litres, eight, eight bottles. It's a lot of, that's a lot of anything, isn't it? Eight bottles of wine. Mm. Salamanza, I think Salaman- Salamanza. I can never pronounce it right. Nine litres, about a case of champagne in Mm. one bottle. 
and then you've got Balthazar, which is uh, 16, Nebuchadnezzar, which is 20, and then Solemn, or it's also called Meldur, which, are th- which is one of the names of the, the three wise, wise men. men. Yeah. yeah, and that's 24. That's two cases of champagne in one bottle. This, this is the ridiculous excess of Christmas. Well, I think it's brilliant. Have they got any bad kings? Like a Herod of... No, they haven't got a Herod, no. actually, no. That would be quite good, though. Can I bring you back to tea there? Go on. One of the reasons I, I suppose I don't like Christmas is because so many of our Christmas traditions derive from the Victorian period. Right. And indeed, a lot of those, and indeed the traditions around food, are conception of Christmas. A lot of it comes from Dickens, doesn't it? From, okay. From the Christmas Carol. Not and the Muppet Christmas Carol. Well, that's the version of it, okay. of course. But I just think that Scrooge is one of the most misunderstood characters <laughs> in literature. Why? Well, and, and there's a food reference here. Stay with me here. If you come back to tea, we're told in the book that Scrooge, you know, for all his money, is miserable, and creation, his creation of wealth isn't doing anyone any good. However, we, we were also told in the book that Scrooge, you know, he deals in, he's a tea merchant. He, he brings in tea. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. People forget this about Scrooge. Yeah. He brings in tea. So he's enough money to bring in tea to create employment, mm-hmm. both for those bringing in the tea and the ships and, yeah. and indeed for the miserable wretches that work for him. So you think he, got, he gets a raw deal in the, in the story? I think Do he's... Do you think he needed to see the three, the three ghosts? I mean... I think he's a, a pioneer of, of, <laughs> a of pioneer. Uh, capitalism and, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a respectable tea merchant. And it's one of the reasons why I, I just hate this whole Christmas thing. I think Scrooge, the Irish Prime Minister, famously, you know, about 10 years ago, uh, current Prime Minister, he, he wasn't Prime Minister then. Um, he's got to watch what he says now. But yeah. he said famously, Tiny Tim should get a job. And, um, <laughs> you know, Scrooge, Scrooge creates wealth. Why is he the baddie? Brilliant. Well... I'll try and make you a bit more festive. I've got a new section that we're going to do next, which is uh, all about facts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Christmas facts in particular. And I've made a little jingle as well, which I know you enjoyed the jingles that we Can I just come up with. stop you there? I mean, as food historians, we've got to be so careful about some of these supposed facts about the origins of food. Yeah, I, I know, I know. And Marco I've, Polo did this. And I know, I know. I've tried to be, I've tried to be very... Uh, resolute sober and (laughs) serious yeah Yeah, i mean it comes with a caveat it does come with a caveat some of these but at least taste where some of the some of the stories have at least come from so is this going to be serious and academic this episode i mean can you guarantee me we're not going to have any santo with his jingle bells (coughs) i i can't make that promise you can't make that i can't make that promise okay all right then do you want to move on to your facts sure yeah let's listen to the jingle got any facts (laughs) what was that what do you mean Got any facts? I mean, <laughs> yeah. is this with the is this in keeping with the Dickensian Christmas theme here? Was that supposed to be a a Cockney ne'er do well? Yeah, of the Victorian period. Yeah, just any 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 period really. Cockneys have been around forever. Well then, got any facts? Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you something, and you're gonna have to tell me whether it's a real fact or not. Yeah. Okay. okay. Go on then. So the first one is Coca-Cola invented a modern take on Santa or a modern image of Santa you know the red red and white yeah I mean I think that's oft cited and you know they say that St Nick was traditionally in green but I think I've I've probably seen Victoria late Victorian representation of Santa in red so I'm not sure if that one's true it's not true it is not a true fact the real fact is yes there there are images of Santa in red Mm. the the image that we know now before Coca-Cola started their their sort of campaigns in the in the early 
uh, 20th century. Yeah. So that's a common mis- misconception. Oh, the days are coming. Yeah, oh, exactly. the days are coming. I need to write to the Coca-Cola Museum, which I visited last year in Atlanta, Georgia. I yeah? correct them on that one then. You should. Why did they say that they... I'm pretty sure they'd really? something about it, yeah. The other fact was around the goose or turkey being the main uh, centrepiece of the Christmas Day meal. Well, it is, yeah. But has it always been that case? No, well, we've transitioned from goose to turkey, but you know, before that, eat other birds, presumably. Yeah, it was, yeah. 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 It's actually, it was actually a peacock. Oh. So in the 13th century... But we're talking about elites here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the peasants were eating um, things like dried fish, whatever they could lay their hands on, but they yeah. try and eat something a bit, a bit special on, on Christmas Day. Yeah. But it used to be a peacock... It was cooked and then, uh, I don't want to say derobed, but they used to take the... Deplumed. Deplumed. Magnificent plumage. Plumage, yeah. And then they cook it and then they put the plumage back on. And actually, beak as well, there was gold leaf on the beak. And then a knight would come up and carve the peacock. But while he did it, he'd, he'd say a vow. Mm. Sort of, I'm going to sack this castle at this time. And then each of the knights used to come up and do a vow as well. And mm. this terminology of a peacock vowel because they always used to try and outdo okay. each other okay. with their vowels basically well i can believe that I mean, there's famous literary dinners in the early 20th century ezra pound and yates etc peacock dinners mm. harking back to medieval times yeah well this which... was medieval really okay yeah. well yeah that's interesting because the turkey didn't really come about till the 16th century once we found the americas because mm. that's where it traditionally was yeah so it was still most people had goose didn't they yeah, yeah, well, that was, you know, it was a bird that we had mm. in Europe, I guess. Mm. But yeah, turkey, turkey till the 16th century. Mm. Yeah, And they also used to put um, a boar's head in the medieval times to represent the uh, the sun, that it was warmer times. Ah, right, it's quite you. interesting stuff, I thought. There you go. Yeah, yeah well, so. th- th- I'm almost becoming enthused about Christmas. <laughs> well... It, I think it's time to get... Well, it's not food this time. I'm actually doing drinks. We've been threatening to do some drinks mm. for a while. Alcoholic drinks as well. Mm. So I'm going to go and prepare two alcoholic Christmas drinks. Traditional... I say traditional in the, in the inverted commas. Uh, drinks. And uh, we'll see what you think of them. Yes. Now I'm getting enthused. Right, we're back. I've been using my skills in the kitchen to make two very different Christmas drinks, one hot and one cold, one steeped in history, the other not, not so much steeped in can history. I tinkle the, uh, can I tinkle the ice? Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just in case anyone thinks we don't just actually make for a things. touch of authenticity there. Yeah. So should we, should we move on to the, the first one I've made? Please do, yeah. The first one I've made is the classic snowball. Yeah. Okay, so Snowball is essentially Advocat, which is a sort of commercialised version of an eggnog. I say that because it's not exactly an eggnog, but it is. It's Dutch, yeah. It's Dutch, yeah. It actually means lawyer in Dutch, which is strange. As in advocate? I get, well, yeah. Yeah, oh, I never yeah. thought of that, yeah. And it's short for a lawyer's drink. This podcast note is descending into Dictionary Corner on the popular is, British television show yeah. Countdown. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. I mean, um, can I describe it? It looks yeah. 
uh, yellow, it's yeah. like froth or scum on the top. How would you describe that? Yeah, that's that's just from the well. It's made with egg yolks, isn't it? Egg yolks, mm. brandy, sugar. So in, it's, in essence, it's a custard. It's a bit um, an alcoholic a, custard. As a drink, it's a bit dated. It's a bit baby mm. sham. It's a bit granny's drinks cabinet, isn't it? But there's a trend. That's really nice, you know. Mm. Let me have a. It's quite creamy. So it's lemonade in there as well. So I've mixed the Advocat with lemonade and some lime juice. You've got the, yeah, there's a lovely splash of lime there. And it was sort of, Snowball was invented in sort of 1930s, 1940s, peaked in the 1970s. And then it's basically almost gone from, from, our, from our British palate until I think Nigella of, uh, a few years ago said it was a really good drink. Well, Nigella Lawson, yeah, you know, you know my politics claim I'm a, I'm yeah. a staunch Republican. Yes. But I do recognise one queen. <laughs> And that is Nigella Lawson, yeah. queen of the kitchen. Well, 40% sales as soon as she mentioned it. Uh, she and did the same thing for avocados. You know, the woman, <laughs> the woman is just genius. Well, it's, it's a really nice drink, actually. I think it's that's lovely. True. The reason why these retro drinks as well as, are starting to come back in fashion is because we drink so much all of the time now that people are not wanting beer and wine on special occasions. Do you not allegedly. think it's, it's an ironic sort of postmodern uh, embrace, like like the gin craze, etc. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, but it's nice though. I like that actually. Yeah, it is actually very nice. You've you've convinced me there. And what's this other concoction ah, you have here? Then the other concoction I've made is a buttered rum. It smells rather Christmassy. It smells very Christmassy. Let's actually, have a sort of. For that. So it, in essence, it is butter rum. Oh, it smells lovely. It's hot spicy. Water. Yeah. yeah, nutmeg, bit of cinnamon in there, lots of sugar. Can I try a bit? Of course you can. Go for it. What do you think? Oh, strong stuff. It's is very strong. I mean, it, it's it's has a debatable history as most most sort of most on, of these drinks. Lo- launch into your yarn from uh, colonial days, origins around sailors and and drinking their tot. I mean, before we took Jamaica, when was that? Maybe seventeenth century. Around that time, it so used to be brandy. The sailors used to drink, and then we started drink started having rum, hmm. and when it was cold. Quite simply, they heated yeah. it up and started to make it sort of taste a little bit better. Um, so that that was I mean that was hundreds and hundreds of years ago, hundreds of years ago. I was I was looking at some others as well. Um, what I wanted to do was just make lots and lots of drinks, but I had mm. to had to reel in. Uh, I looked at mulled wine or Glühwein, as the Germans say. Lovely history behind that. It's two A.D. the Romans. Mm, I can imagine. Um, they had their wine. They came to this country thinking, yeah. What a lovely place. Then the winter came round and it was yeah. absolutely freezing. So they warmed up their wine. I can imagine the, the, the outreaches of barbarian northern Europe. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Well, uh, you've, uh, you've done well there. And there was one more. Go on then. I thought you might know a bit about this one. Right? Wassail. I'd never heard of wassail before. To go wassailing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know about this. Uh, it's a hot mulled cider you or You drink ale. it while you were wassailing, would you? Yeah, but I didn't know what wassailing was. It's in essence the peasants would go around in the feudal system would go around to the kings, and they would wassail. They to would the, entertain them with to their songs. lords, their local baron. Yeah, yeah. And they'd entertain them, and they'd be given a wassail. Which mm. is, it, now it's like a hot punch in mm. essence. I mean, it used to have things like roasted apples, eggs, again, mm. sugar, nutmeg, cloves, ginger, mm. all those lovely things to keep you nice and warm. And that's mm. where caroling came from, which I didn't realise. So when people go around to caroling, it's mm. from that tradition of wassailing to their lords and, and ladies. But again, it's very Victorian, isn't it? Okay, Victorians loved carols as a way of praising God yeah. and all the rest. But yeah, oh, that's very interesting. Mm. And actually, they're very oh, tasty. They're too tasty. Far too tasty. I think I'm going to... Um, we'll have another little break and then you can 
regale us with your book corner. I'll this scoop, might this might make you feel a bit more Christmas. I'll scoop you off the floor after that. I mean, that, they're strong, aren't they? I mean, oh, that's really strong. Nice and but warming for winter nights. I think the sugar and the butter in the in the in the, in the buttered rum. You can't really taste the rum in there. I put a, a really decent slug of rum in there. Yeah, that's more delicious. rum. More rum. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back in a second. Uh, it's book corner. Book corner. Ho, ho, ho. This is Santa. Welcome to Book Corner. Be good, children. All right, there was Santa again. Now, Clay, is that the last we're going to hear from Santa, hopefully? Because, I mean, it's Christmas now. He's going to be a bit busy now, isn't he? Well, well maybe maybe you could go and find someone else to, to introduce Book Corner. Maybe that can be your quest for next for the next episode. Gladly. That would be my New Year's resolution. Yeah, so that's I mean, the end. You know, I'm really sad to say bye to Santa. But, well, I think know, he hibernates after Christmas. He's like a bear. Well, you know him, don't you? So, well, I've met him, yeah. But I'm pretty glad, really, to, to see the back of Santa as well. Really? Well, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm a Scrooge. I, I don't like Christmas. And, it, and in line with that, I'm going to segue into my book corner here okay. um, because there's been a lot of debate over the great Christmas movie that is Die Hard, Die Hard 2 dispute over whether it's a Christmas movie it or is not a Christmas movie. well Bruce Willis who's, who plays John McClane the yeah. protagonist says famously said this year it's not a Christmas movie what? he said it's not, he sort of tried to settle it and you know being a, a Scrooge and anti-Christmas movement yeah. individual that I am I, I can get on board with that it's not a Christmas movie what about Lethal Weapon? Well, well, let's stick with Die Hard because the reason I've mentioned Die Hard, Die Hard Two specifically, yeah. okay. not a Christmas movie, but one which is shown at Christmas quite a lot. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's a scene where John McClane is he's in the he's in the like ventilator, he's in the the air ducts, right? Yeah. And he's crawling around, and his his vest is all ripped. Yeah. And he's there's a lot of effing and jeffing. And he says, you know, just I just wish I could have a... probably says effing, doesn't he? He does, yeah. I effing wish I could have a normal Christmas. I can't do the accent. No. With, with, and, and he Was said... Was trying to do the accent? No. Okay, good. I could, do you want me to try? I'll try. Okay. I, I wish I could have an effing normal Christmas. <laughs> okay, maybe not. But he's saying, he just, I wish I could have a normal Christmas. He's crawling through this air dent. He's, he's trying to kill the baddies. Yeah. And he's saying, I wish I could have... A normal, quiet Christmas. Yeah. I wish I was sitting down, instead of crawling through this ventilation duct, yeah. I wish I was sitting down with an eggnog in my hand. He actually says that. He wishes he had an eggnog. Right. Now, of course, he's playing into stereotypes, like I mentioned, you know, gran- granny's drinks cabinet, you know, sure. the sedate Christmas sure, compared sure. to, you know, him saving the world. But consideration of eggnog, of which advocates a cousin, right? Yeah, I guess you could say it's a commercial version of it, yeah. But there's no milk in, in Africa. And do you know, can I interject there, one of the reasons why the snowball isn't big in America is they're very suspect of egg and lemonade. And that's why they have the milk version in America. They've tried to push it in. Why are they suspicious of... Just lemonade and egg. They're just lemonade like, and egg. What, what are you doing, you crazy... <laughs> well, eggnog, by contrast, has milk. I mean, it's egg yolk, spirits, simile. But... You have milk in it. And that leads me on to this week's book recommendation yeah. in Book Corner. And that is a book I've been reading by a guy called Mark Kolansky. Okay. Quite a famous author. He's a journalist, New York Times. Right, he's written a book called Cod. Uh, and he is wrote, that about Cod? Yes, and okay. strangely enough. And yeah. another one called Salt. And this one is called Milk. Now, Kolansky is perhaps guilty of... You know, there's a lot of these books that say, you know, uh, how such and such saved the world... 
or um, that kind of thing. And and he's kind of a little bit guilty with the subtitles of his books. So, you know, I can't remember what it is. Milk, uh, a 10,000 year food fracas or something like that. It's a little bit hyperbolic. However, it's a really interesting book. And he talks about milk through the ages and uh, he mentions eggnog. But one of the most interesting things I was reading last night, just before I shut my eyes, actually, yeah. he's reading about how the Mongol Empire was really essentially forged through milk because it was really? men, men on horseback. Uh, and what did they survive on? Curds. Cheese. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, like very co- young cheese. Coagulated cheese. milk, yeah. yeah. So it's a strong recommendation because although he's a journalist rather than an academic, he writes very it well. It doesn't matter though, does it? No. And, and he writes very well and it's a very informative book. So that's my recommendation for Book Corner this week. Milk by Mark Kolansky. Well, if anyone thinks that he doesn't read these books he does I went round his house and there was just a book on potatoes just on your on several your... books on potatoes well I don't I don't argue with that. don't you have a room just dedicated to, yeah. to... the potato room the potato of course of course yeah. how stupid of me yeah. yeah anyway I think that's that's it isn't it well that's it for a festive edition of Christmas podding Christmas podding until next time <laughs>